Radical Life. Hey, thanks for joining us here. Today we've got a studio on wheels. Robin has got us all uh, primed and pumped and excited to talk about our time in Washington, D.C. these last few days as we heard about a call to prayer that Franklin Graham had put together. A few people showed up there at the mall, the little space there, the green space with a reflection pool, I think it's called, stretched out amongst the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Monument and the memorials of different wars of our nation. So we have just spent a great two days being with folks from, for sure, all over our nation. It was quite a group there. Uh, The number is still in doubt as to how many actually were there. Four for sure. The four that are in the studio right now and a few others. Ports of upwards of 100,000 have been talked about. All I know is it felt like there was a million people there. If the real temp was 100,000, the feels like was was a million people. It was it was quite a time of prayer. As Vice President Pence showed up to be with us, his wife, wonderful uh, senator from Minnesota, was there to help lead in prayer, along with Greg Laurie and just a whole bunch of others that took the call to prayer seriously and to spend a two-hour time together walking, praying, and believing God to just bring revival to our nation. It was an exciting time. Robin? Yes, we had an amazing time. I think for me, when I first got there, we got there a little bit early, and we went into the Lincoln Memorial, and that just moved me right away. It just has a presence about it. And we read Lincoln's speech about four score and seven years ago, and at the end it was just talking about that all these men that died for us that we just want to make sure that they didn't die in vain and that under God that this nation would stay on the earth. And that just set the tone for me for the day for prayer. And we went out and we only saw a few few people scattered. We had no idea what was the day was going to be about. I don't even think the organizers knew how many people were actually going to show up. But we found this nice little family there and we asked them to take a picture of the four of us. And when they said to say cheese, I said, Jesus, like that, like we would say Jesus. And they lit up. You could tell that they loved Jesus too. And immediately I thought, I'm with family. I am with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And it was my first thought that this was going to be great. And that's how I felt like the whole day was like, we were all together with family. We were all there for one purpose. It absolutely didn't matter what color your skin was, what denomination you were. It didn't matter how old you were, how young you were. We were there for one purpose and one goal, and that was to pray for our country and to lift God up and to lift Jesus up in his name and to keep this nation here on earth, like Lincoln said. So uh, I want to introduce our wonderful friends who are here with us in the vehicle. We're in their vehicle. They uh, volunteered their vehicle so we could go on this wonderful journey. We are in Indiana now as we're recording this. And it's Brad Amundsen and his lovely wife, Erin. And they are going to share some of their favorite times of Saturday, September 26th at the Prayer March 2020. Erin? Hello. Oh boy, Uh, where do I start? How do I even explain what this was in meaning on everything? It was just, as Robin was saying, you go there and there was very few people there. And the next thing we know, we're looking and there was just 
crowds and crowds of people, waves of different colors. And you'd go up and talk to people and it was like they were your best friend. It's like you've known them and it's, it's like we were all just friends. Words can't even describe it because it was just amazing. Do you have a favorite um, moment? Favorite moment? Well, definitely I like to see all the people. I mean, it was the people and visiting. Yes. And then I also did like there was another event on the other end of it called The Return. And I think what I liked about it is there was two events. You could kind of go back and forth from them, yeah. hearing a prayer and worship on both ends. Just seeing the two different ends of it, it just packed with people. Carrying signs for the love of Jesus and, and signs were saying Jesus 2020. And it was just amazing to see all so equally interested in being there for that purpose, for the revival, for the return of trying to get our country back onto the biblical values that we so much want and, and need in this country. I also liked one of the prayers that I was hearing was saying that you must be born again. They did a altar call and it says you must be born again of, of Jesus and in order to enter the kingdom of God. And to me, that just really hit hard. A lot of times it's just being and just knowing and feeling the presence of the Lord with us. The way, the truth, and the life is yes. Jesus. Yes, yes, that is very true. I'm still overwhelmed with everything that we've right. seen and everything that we encountered praying and the worshiping and the songs. The guest speakers were right. amazing too. Right. To clarify what Aaron is saying, we didn't know that Jonathan Kahn organized an event called The Return. So before the prayer, the prayer was from 12 to 2. So from 9 to 12, they had speakers and music. And then after the prayer walk, they had some more speakers and music. And Michael W. Smith was there. And Mike the Pillow, my pillow guy, was there, gave testimony. And I guess Friday night and Saturday night, they also had music, but we didn't get to that. So it was just filled with groups of people who traveled from California. We talked to people from Texas, the Carolinas. They came from all over the country to this event. And now we'll pass the microphone over to Brad. And why don't you share some of your favorite moments? My name is Brad Amundsen, and I'm thankful to be on this podcast. When I first heard about this prayer walk, I thought it was just a marvelous idea, but like most people, you know, I'm busy, and I didn't really know if I wanted to, could afford to take time out and go, but God just kept pressing on my heart, not you, who, if not now, when, and I think that is the pressing issue for all of us in America right now because the nation is so divided and we have family members that are, even in my own family, division in our family, division in our jobs, division wherever we go over really this presidential election. But more than just the election, it's a falling away from God in a nation that no longer wants to have God in its presence, whether it's in government or churches and business. The government really trying to dictate and take away our rights as Christians to worship God. And if we don't stop this, if we don't say enough, the time is now that we need to start turning around and turning to God. 
So when we got there, the number one thing that I noticed more than anything else is just the Spirit of God over the entire place. When we talked to people, there were not race issues and there weren't religious issues and people weren't arguing biblical doctrine. They were there for one purpose, and that is to pray for our nation. And when the body of Christ comes together with a mind that we just want to pray and serve God, that we're all on the same page. We all love God. We love Jesus. We love our country. And that's why we were there. And that's what we know we have, the message we have to continue to put forth is that this nation needs to be a nation under God again. We are four people out of thousands of people there, but we just pray that God will use that event and use our lives in the future to help draw this nation together. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, another thing I felt like during the whole mall area where we were praying, because they had a path set out, I felt like we were in a safe place. That whole space we were in was protected. And a lot of people might not have come because they were afraid of that there might be protesters. We only saw a few. I felt it was a very safe place to be. And there was, yeah, we saw no police. We were completely safe. As soon as we left the event, we got that back again just the world again. We were back in the world and it was almost like, wait, I want to go back and I want to be in that safe place again. Um, Another story I wanted to share is Rick and I were over by the fence. They had the stage for the return where the speakers were at. They had it really fenced off. I mean, you couldn't even get close to the stage. So we were peeking over on the side. And while I was standing there, I saw these two young black ladies standing there. And I just kept looking at them. And my heart was just like melting for them. And I felt like God said, go over and hug them. And I'm like, no, no, they can't be God telling me to do that. No, I'm not going to go over and hug them. Is that really you, God, telling me that? Oh, they're not going to want me to go over there. And they have their face masks on. And so anyway, Rick moves. So we're leaving them, right? We're walking away from them. And I'm thinking to myself, what if I just lost my moment where God asked me to do something and I didn't do it? So Rick went over to a little ways down. We were just about ready to leave again. And I said, Rick, I got to go do this. So I put on my face mask and I went over to them and I touched the one lady's hand. And I said, hi, I go, can I give you a hug? And she was like, sure, you know, and I gave her a hug and she goes, oh, how nice. And then her friend who was with, I asked her too, I said, is it okay if I give you a hug? And she said, oh, I would love that. So we hugged and just like squeezed a little bit. She goes, oh, you don't know how good that feels. It made me feel so good. And I don't know what I said. Like, I just felt like God told me I should come over and hug you guys. And I just want you to know that I just think it's so awesome that Jesus would put us together like this. And I I might've said something else. I just didn't even know what to say. And I said, well, God bless you. Have a good day and just walked away. So it was just like a really special moment for me, and it just kind of topped out what the event was like. We met some other guy, too. We were talking to him, and we're like, hey, if we don't talk to you again, we'll see you in heaven. You know, it was just kind of like that feeling we were with family. You know, the whole time these three have been talking, it's been raining. We're flying down uh, the freeway here as we've been coming across New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana and now coming up on Illinois almost entire time it's been raining and, and now as I get the mic back it's starting to let up and I see 
blue skies. But I can't help but just to think how, as our prayers go up, God's rain comes down. I can't help but to think as we soften our hearts, God will harden the path in front of us that we walk on. He wants us to walk on a solid path. He wants us to have a firm foundation. God doesn't want us to set up on sinking sand. He doesn't want us to be in a dry place. God wants us to be in a place where there's life, where there's green, where there's a solid and a sure and a firm foundation. That's what God has for our life. And that's what we're believing for as, as we've gone to pray for our nation, as we've gathered with others to seek God, to ask for forgiveness, to walk a life of repentance. That's what we look for with God. We just want to be in that place, that place of prayer, that place of communion with God, that place where we know that God is in control, He is totally in control, and that He wants us to be a blessed people, that He wants the earth to know that He had loved the world so much that He gave Jesus, His only Son, to die for us. When Jesus came to earth, there was nobody that Jesus had forgotten about. There was nobody that was going to be born that Jesus hadn't already thought about. Everyone on the earth who has ever lived and whoever will live, all those who are presently on the earth, Jesus, he loves us. He cares for us. He has an incredible plan for us. And all he's looking for from us is just to live for him to commit our lives to him and to know that he is for us. He wants us to know that he has for us a blessing, that he has for us a life of prospering in our soul and in our whole life. Because God wants us to live really just one way, and that's a radical life. Thank you for listening again. Remember, our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Remember, you can email us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. Thank you, and we'll talk to you again next week.